Hello and welcome to UK Unmute Podcast. Today's episode 7 is Culture Shock. Cultural diversity is a great opportunity to learn about your neighbour, a community, your colleague or your mate. On this week's podcast, the ladies discuss their experiences with culture shock, primarily in a Northern Irish context. We hope you enjoy it. Hello and welcome to the UK On Mute podcast, where we are raising the volume on whispered conversations in our communities. Today, we are thinking about culture. In September, in this part of the world, usually Culture Night Festival is celebrated, both in the Republic of Ireland and in Northern Ireland, and that got us to thinking about culture and about the differences in culture between ourselves and the local community. And we thought that today we wanted to look at culture shock with another Ireland flavour. <laughs> I am Raquel McKee. If you're new to Unmute, let me introduce the ladies who are here hosting with me. First, we have Yolande Robertson Green. Hello, everyone. We have Angela Ifunlaja. Hi. And we have Natasha Latcham. Hi. We are delighted that you're with us today. Now, promise me one thing. If we make you laugh more than once today, would you promise me that you will get in touch with us? It's at UK on mute, at Instagram, Facebook, all the usual channels. So let's get into it. Ladies, culture shock. What springs to mind? I'm going to start with you, Natasha. What springs to mind when I say culture shock? Um, well, immediately what comes to my mind is something that takes me off guard, um, either in a positive <laughs> way or negative way, something that's just totally out of the blue. And um, if we want to go into maybe one of my first experiences of culture shock, uh, having moved to Northern Ireland, that would be the lack of, well not lack of, maybe I should say, coming from an island in the Caribbean, um, coming to Northern Ireland, and I'm thinking, okay, it's Ireland, Northern Ireland. It's an island. People are going to eat a lot of fish. <laughs> that was not my experience. You know, and I'm a pescatarian, so I only eat seafood. And I was like, why is it so hard to find fish dishes on an island? And I'm still asking that question today, you know. Is it really an island? Or is it just called Northern Ireland? It really is. And I have to say, Natasha, in the Caribbean, we have uh, seafood vendors at the beaches on the seaside. And you certainly don't get that when you come to Northern Ireland. What do you get on the beaches here, ladies? Ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) That's because people only go to the beach. Yeah, but that's because people go to the beach only in the summer here. So, I mean, I suppose ice cream would probably be very relevant. Mm -hmm. That's true. That's That's true. true. Even though there is fish and chips, it tends to be one of two types of fish. It's it's either haddock or it's cod. But there's so many more, you know. Be careful. What kind of fish can you get at home on the seaside? You can get snapper, you can mm. get hind, you can get grunt, you can get parrotfish, though they are protected species now, so don't want to eat any parrotfish. <laughs> okay. But, uh, yes, <laughs> miss. fish, sprat, all kinds of fish. But you know, and you know the fun thing is actually a part of culture shock here when now we're talking about fishes. When I am at work and I take my smelly food in, as I like, <laughs> I take fish head. I- <laughs> 
Listen, I oh no, I'm playing it deliberately, unapologetically. I've eaten fish head, fish eyeball. Love it, hands up, love it. And then my workmates are always like, right, whatever, whatever, love. Yeah, that's it. I think I've only been to one fish place here and had the head on it, and everybody looked at my plate like it was weird. Natural thing to me, and I very much exactly. <laughs> there you go, yes. Pastor Angela. What about bones? Do you eat bones in your culture? Oh, yeah, definitely. Cracking bones, <laughs> I mean, it's, like, it's a sign of maturity, like you know, <laughs> you don't crack bones, you have a quite a right. You know, you're gonna know how to suck out the juice and yeah. all, all the nutrients, the marrow, yeah, yeah. The best part, children will be like. When, when my husband finishes with, with chicken and what's left of the And of course in Northern Ireland they don't eat the bones, no. And it's a very strange thing for anybody to see you actually attacking your chicken oh, your bone, bone yeah. and yeah. really going for it. Yeah. Do you know another interesting thing that I find is that um, if you go into some of the Asian shops, that's where we get our um, food from other parts of the world. Mm. Yes. In the Asian shops yeah. in Northern Ireland, <laughs> if you go into a couple the... of African shops, too. Oh, yes. 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 yes, some yes. African yes. shops. Yes. But if you go into those shops, it's almost like a shady deal. They say, "Do you want some hard chicken?" <laughs> Hard chicken. And I mean, I suppose the thing is because obviously we live in Northern Ireland. The way that I explain it to people from St. Vincent that I talk to, I said, think of me living on mainland St. Vincent versus Mustique or Canawan or one of the other 32 islands and keys that we have. So in their minds, I say Northern Ireland is a Mustique. Or Northern Ireland is a can of one. So in my mind, or would I explain to them is I would have to be going over to London to be able to send my barrels yes. or to be yes. able to pack up all the real yes. food yes. and bring it back yes. here. Yes. So, and they kind of like get it. But oh yeah, because you can't get everything on Mustique. We don't even get fresh water sometimes <laughs> on Mustique. So they get it. Yeah. You know, but so when, you, when you have people coming over, like if I have family coming mm-hmm. over um, from London, for example, I'm like, yeah, like, bring this. What's your shopping list? <laughs> <laughs> And the hair stuff. Oh, and oh, the hair, and the hair stuff. Yeah. They have products. to have the hair stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And when I yeah. travel, half of my suitcase is hair products. Oh, <laughs> it really? lasts me for like two years. Yeah. <laughs> and I suppose people just find that so crazy, you know, yeah. hard, to, hard to believe. Yeah. But, but to give, sorry Raquel, to give credit though, in recent years I've gone to Tesco or the main supermarkets here and they've got dedicated aisles yeah. where I yes. can find Milo sardine yes. and I'm like, ooh, okay. And there's like boots yes. have now started to bring some dedicated black hair products. products. Yes. So, yes. you know, to give credit, yes. things are yeah. really happening. And just and to answer... Makeup, and some makeup. Yeah, dress, yeah. Know, shade appropriate. I know. Yes. And Sally's will stock some of the hair products that we want. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're getting there, slowly but surely. But I want to go back and pick up on something you said, Yolande, which was um, if I want to send a barrel. Now, for some of us, that makes a lot of sense. We know what you're talking about. But we are talking about culture shop here. And some people will be thinking, what? What do you mean by send a barrel? Oil? Well, you see, I, I suppose therein lies the problem in terms of culture shock. And honestly, when I think of culture shock, it's only one word that stays in my mind. Shock. <laughs> I mean, that's really it. 
and and people are flabbergasted to learn sometimes about the things that we actually eat mm -hmm. and the things that we actually do. So sending a barrel home is something that a lot of Caribbean families would do when they live in foreign, as we say, <laughs> uh, you know, North America. And it generally is a barrel of supplies for your family back home. Um, and it could be foodstuff for your groceries, um, clothing, Clothes. toiletry, toys for children. Yeah. Yeah. Because obviously it's probably all the things that are cheaper to us living in these parts of the mm -hmm. world than to our families back home. So it's a way of repatriating, you know, our what, what we've earned here, mm -hmm. you know, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, Angela, do you do that in your in the nigerian oh, culture oh yeah oh yeah yeah you don't i mean if you're traveling you know back back to, back home you don't you don't go empty-handed there's no. there's expectations there <laughs> is the expectation with, so you have those that you and, and you know you do it joyfully it's yes. it's 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 part of you know you just want to be a blessing and you want to share that yeah you know so you have your list you know whether it be your uncles your aunties, aunties your, your grand grandparents yeah. whatever yeah. you know you have that and then you have some Mm -hmm. Which is like extra, extra, mm -hmm. extra mm -hmm. stuff. So that you just bump into so and so, so so. Oh, oh yes, here you go. go. So, <laughs> so you have to think of those things that are general, multi-purpose that anybody yep. can. You know? <laughs> so you have the specifics and you have the general. Yeah, you know? they come back with an empty suit. Food. Oh I want to come back with a lot of stuff. With yeah. the local clothes, yes. right, oh, right, yes. right. Get right. stuff cool made. Stuff. I yeah. come back with my, my bags of tea, the local uh -huh. tea. Local yeah. You will get here, yes. you know. You may come back with some fruits or something. <laughs> <laughs> that you eat on the plane. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, oh, and the other thing with Nigeria, now you come back with a fresh, I mean, Fresh hairstyle. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You know, it's when you just come in, like, oh, yeah. Yeah. She's just been home. Yeah. Especially braids. Yes. Absolutely. And of course, as soon as you arrive, everybody that you see here, this. Did you get that done at home? Yeah. They just, yes. Oh, they like, this is not from this one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah true. Absolutely. Yeah. Not to mention the dance moves and all those things. Things you, 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 you know, you haven't been able to catch up on, of course. Yeah. You catch up on all of those things and yeah. bring it back. It's too old for that for me now, love. <laughs> oh, come on. No, honestly, Raquel, for example, my country, and perhaps we'll talk about this a bit more in terms of, I suppose, when we get a bit deeper, my country really has a, a history of carnival, I suppose, like Natasha. Mm -hmm. And the very last time I went home, man... I looked at carnival in a whole different way. <laughs> and I, I'm a girl that grew up playing in costumes, mm. bands. Last yes. time I went home, these two feet could not do it. <laughs> I don't know. It was it old age, whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Just, no, nah, can't I do it. I was home in, can't. in 20, um, Sorry. 2017. And like Yolanda says, I grew up in carnival as well. I've been playing carnival since I was about five years old. And I had like the backpack with all the feathers and all this stuff. Yeah. Around. And you would go on the road dancing behind these bands from maybe one o'clock in the afternoon. And then, well, of course, when you got older, you'd be coming home like six in the evening, seven, eight, depending on what time you made it across the stage. And I went home 2017. I didn't play with the costumes, but I played what we call t-shirt. T-shirt bands, yeah. And after like 45 minutes in the sun, I was like, oh, I used to do this. I was dying in the sun. Yeah. Was the sun always this hot? 
exactly seriously no can't absolutely no this has all been so much fun just talking about these things and hearing all the differences and so on but i want to just add a little bit of um of a, of, a, of, a, of a harder question. Um, and, and the question is, is there ever a time when culture shock is a big deal? Is there ever a time when culture shock can be a big deal? I think I'm going to pose that one to you first, Yoland. I mean, I, there's a couple of examples, but in my mind, I can think of one thing. And I say this reservedly because I don't, you know, I, there's no judgment. But I remember when I first came here and perhaps at this point, I'm still a bit worried about it, is maybe the drink culture Mm -hmm. and perhaps the way that when in my country as a girl or we go out with your girlfriends, no chance you're going to be that drunk that you don't know what's happening. Mm -hmm. But I've been here perhaps in the days when I went to the clubs and whatever. And to me here, you have to be messed up to have had a good good time. time. And I, it was really at, at a point where it, it was really concerning. And I mm-hmm. thought, my goodness, what is going on? But, you know, people, our mm-hmm. people, everywhere we go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Each to his own. Yeah. Any other suggestions then, ladies, about um, other times when culture shock can be a big deal, Natasha? Um, I can't think of any particularly um, in terms of that I've experienced. But I mean, I can think of, okay, offhand, say maybe in a lot of Caribbean countries, and I'm sure maybe for some African countries as well, it, um, it's a part of the culture to discipline your, your child, like physically discipline. <laughs> if they, you know, if they talk Ooh. about whatever, you give them too quick, Ba-bam. you know, on the butt, and that's accepted as, you know, as normal. Yeah. Nobody's saying, like, abuse your child, but there's a quick yeah. tap on the bum. And, you know, in this part of the world, you can Not get accepted. in trouble for yeah. that. Yeah. You, know, you yeah. can't discipline your child. Absolutely. So I think um, probably for a lot of people coming from um, maybe the Caribbean or other places where that is a part of their culture, that is something that they will have to bear in mind. And if your child acts up in the local Tesco, please do not pop them up. Hey, 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 <laughs> hands up for that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you give them the you look. Give them the look. I oh, love it. I know. I remember my my son Tassa. They were teenagers. Well, almost when we came here, one was twelve, and the other thing was thirteen. And I remember a couple of years into it, into getting here, learning in school. One day he came home and we had an argument, and he goes, oh, "You can't hit me anymore. You can't." I gave him the look, and he was shouting really loud for the neighbors to hear. I said, "Boy, boy, remember where I come from." <laughs> That, and that was what happened after nobody knows. It's a mystery. Yeah, it's a mystery. It will remain a mystery. Yeah. Oh, it's funny actually when we talk about the look. You know, I, I, you know it's funny. I, I was I was on a, a work call the other day, and one of my children comes in, and um, they were then they just kind of burst into the room, and I just looked at them, and just just like, and, and they just reversed. Yeah. And the person on the one of the people that said. Did you just give that mother look? <laughs> oh my God, did you see it? <laughs> but I remember there was a time that it was a, a, fr- a friend of mine, local from, from here, had said to me, you know, I don't know how you do it, but you give that look to your children. Does anybody see that? She said, I tried it with my daughter one day. She said, I tried it with my daughter one day. That just looked at her. And the daughter said, Mommy, Mommy, what's wrong with your face? <laughs> <laughs> it's a 
the blood is in the DNA. <laughs> and I mean, and just because we're talking about being a big deal, I had this conversation with Natasha, and I probably she doesn't remember. Just we were just chit chatting, and I know we did talk sparingly about perhaps the whole idea, Angela, and you could weigh in on this maybe of um, FGM or female genital mm. mutilation in some countries. I mean, I'm from the Caribbean. I don't have any experience or a lot of knowledge outside of perhaps, you know, scoping studies that I've been part of here in Northern Ireland with FGM. But I think in that context, that's when culture could perhaps become a big deal. Um, I suppose it's now illegal here in the United yes. Kingdom. It is. So, yeah. I, I know the cultures as well. Mm. Yes. 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 Thank goodness it's now yeah. become Absolutely. illegal. Yeah. 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 Yes, I think I've seen recently in, um, and I think it was Sudan, mm. Um, mm. That, that they have now outlawed it. Yes, yes. Um, and, you know, based on what we've seen in the scoping studies, etc., I'm relieved to hear that. Mm. I yeah. suppose there are some people who wouldn't share my opinion, but yes. I certainly am. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So just want to continue a little bit more on the line of um, local customs probably that cause culture shock. For instance, I'm thinking of the fact that you cannot walk down the street in your bikini in Jamaica. It just won't do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, just thinking, are there other um, local customs that either you have experienced or you've watched other people experience in your culture at home or you've experienced here or other people have experienced here? I'm going to start um, with... I'll jump in. Yeah. I'll jump in. Um, one thing is, when I was growing up um, in Antigua, we... Well, most people, you don't wear your outside shoes inside, mm-hmm. um, especially if you're going to someone's house that you've never been to before. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just seen as polite. Mm-hmm. You get to the front door, you take your shoes off. Man, that's shoe walking all sorts of things outside. Exactly. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, you either take it off just outside the front door, or they will say you can take it off inside the front door. You wait for them to tell you, no, it's okay, you can wear your shoes. Yeah. You don't just assume you can and come in with your shoes. Um, and when I first moved here, I was like that. Even at my own home, I take off my shoes. Anybody place I go, winter, spring, whatever, I'm taking off my shoes. And people, why are you taking off your shoes? You're just fine. Come on in, you know. Yeah. I'm fighting against my inner, like, no. <laughs> <laughs> You almost feel like you're dirtying their yeah. house. No, I like, no. Yeah, even things like... Um, we were taught, like, as well as a young lady, not to put your handbag on the ground because it encourages poverty. So I would see girls at the bus stop, you know, waiting for buses to go to work, or, and they just put their bag on the ground, not even on the bench, like on the ground, or they in the bus, they put it on the floor of the bus and all this stuff, and then they go home, and what do you do? They put their handbag on their on table, table. Mm-hmm. or they're going to put it on their bed. And now in these times of... Um, lockdown yeah. and COVID mm-hmm. and COVID. things like that That's and true. people are not paying attention and these are things that we were taught from you know young coming yeah. up so that has been a culture yeah. well I have to add to that my shock my personal shock when I came to this country and in somebody with whom I, I was very familiar and who in whose home I was very familiar I found the shoes on the table <laughs> That's a mistake. No, I just literally <laughs> a brand new pair of shoes. No, <laughs> no, 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 on the table <laughs> it was in transition to another place but it was on the table all right upset mindedness let's give them that i don't know about that another Baby one shoes. another one 
culture shock for me. <laughs> Another one for me was the photograph of babies being bathed in the kitchen sink. Oh, I love that. I love that. Oh, yeah. Yes. Never when, seen I saw, when I first saw it, I was like, Huh? <laughs> and she was I can't wrap my head around is, that one. This is a it's culture, a yeah. Really? Because so, so sinks were bigger, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, kind of like big sort of rectangle squares. Explain it. Explain it. The what? Belfast sink, huge thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. So they were playing the baby, and I've never seen that. I was like, with the like, dishes, with the dishes. No, no, no. That, that, that one OCD. That one don't listen. Natasha. I just thought it was the cutest about <laughs> well see and to be fair when we think of culture shock a lot of it potentially going back to natasha and inviting poverty we put in your handbag on the ground a lot of it is perhaps just myths do you yeah, know what i mean something. but because in my mind honestly this is where it gets weird from caribbean country to caribbean country now i'm a small islander so i think i think of myself Me and too. when i journeyed to jamaica to study Listen, there was culture shock there in so many ways. First of all, I don't even want to begin to talk about the shocking. Everybody here was purple, pink, blue before I even knew about that. Everybody fingernail was out there. Then they said became like that. And you know the biggest one for me? I went home to a countryside, Portland, I think. Hi, Jamaican people. Love y'all. I went to Portland and man. I near died when I realized that the people backyard and front yard was a burial ground. <laughs> that people <laughs> were burying <laughs> their <laughs> relatives in their in front, the front yard. I could not sleep that night. Yeah. No, no. That's that's a no, no. Because twice I've lived where my um, in an apartment complex where or fence with the complex was the back fence of a, of a cemetery. Yeah. So I was never afraid. And people always like, why would you live there? I'm like, because nobody wants to come. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if I was like, I don't know, like having it in my front yard and my backyard, I'd be like, oh my goodness, I'm walking over my ancestors every day. Uh, maybe it's protection. Maybe it's good. Uh, yeah. They're right there. They're watching you. They're taking care of you. <laughs> leads me nicely into the next little question that I'm going to ask which is can you experience culture shock in your own country oh yeah yeah. I mean take a country like Nigeria you know I mean you've got a myriad of different languages and and dialects you know so Mm -hmm. you've got language and you've got dialect Mm -hmm. you could go from one village town to the next and it's a completely different language Um, and obviously with that goes the culture as well so you would have in so I'm, I'm Yoruba and we are very big. I mean, across various African countries, you know, respect is a big thing, right? And same thing in the yeah. Caribbean, right? Yes, it is. Um, but how it's expressed mm. would vary. Yeah. So as a Yoruba person, you've got to do, you know, is the curtsy as a woman mm. or the prostrate as a man. You know, that's, wow. gone from, that's, that's gone from different levels, right? Wow. It used to be like flat out. Like, like, <laughs> but you try that with a traditional person... <laughs> you know, so, so, so there's always that, you know. So, so even my children, my children are born and raised in the UK, mm-hmm. but they know that if somebody comes to greet us, you know, an auntie comes, an uncle, but it's, you know, yeah. that you've got to show that show respect. respect. Whereas I think some other cultures, even within mm-hmm. Nigeria, might not have that, you know, so you might get a handshake sort of thing. And whereas in my culture, you stretch your hand out to an elder. 
Oh, you know, you then you've offended them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to wait for the elder to stretch, stretch out their, their hands hand first. Yeah. 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 And, and just on that issue, you know, of, of, you know, respect as well. I remember that when, um, when, so I came to the UK when I was young, um, mm-hmm. in, in London. And I think most of my memories of culture shock was from when I was, you know, was young. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember that there was an occasion where, <laughs> We had PE, this was my primary school. We had PE and I'd forgotten my PE kit. Oh, you forgot. So, so so the so I said to the teacher, you know, I'm sorry, I don't have my, you know, PE shorts or whatever it is. And the teacher said, Well just do it in your pants. Um, yeah, pants. Ooh, said, ooh, yeah, no, 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 no. She said, Do it in your knickers. That's your it, knickers. that's the word she used. Oh stop. <laughs> And for me, knickers at that time, in the way that we would use it, from where I was coming from, knickers were shorts. Yeah, yeah. That's so true. she said, yeah. do it in your knickers. And I said, I told you I don't have my knickers. She gave me the strangest look. I didn't wear knickers to school. <laughs> and as a child, I'm trying to decode the look on the look of horror on oh, her face. Her face. <laughs> and then it became clear to me that, oh no, no, no. <laughs> I do have knickers, I do have <laughs> My parents sent me to school without knickers. You know? So that was one. And then I remember another one was I was secondary, I was in secondary school, and for some reason I'd fallen behind with my homework on this particular occasion. So the teacher's telling me off, and this thing of respect kicks in. So I'm looking down. Mm. Right? She's yes. looking to me and I'm looking down. Mm-hmm. Now, bear in mind, we've been in the country for quite a few years by now. Mm-hmm. This is my secondary school. But I'm looking down. And then she looks at me and she said, Look at me when I'm talking to you. Yes. And you do not to. And you're like, For yeah. me, that's a total culture. Completely. Yeah. Because yes. for me, it's rude, rude. to it's stare at yeah. yeah. So you look down. I said, But I'm sorry, but you know, and I explained to her mm-hmm. that in my culture, she said, Well, I'm not your mother. Oh. Ooh. Okay then. Do one thing at home. Do another thing at school. Yeah. Just that pants for underwear thing that led me into a very interesting situation at my GP. Oh, Tessa. Let's just say I went for my knee, and I was saying, "Do I need to take down my pants?" As in my trousers. understood that in the UK what is called pants in the Caribbean is referred to as or in the US is referred to as trousers here and what is referred to as pants in this country is what in the Caribbean and the US and other parts of the world Mm. is referred to as your underwear Underwear. so (laughs) yeah and I still slip up every now and then because after how many years of saying pants it's kind of hard to make that transition yeah I meant trousers (laughs) (laughs) well We've had a lot of, lots of different experiences that we have been able to, to, to look at as we've thought about culture shock with another Ireland flavor today. I hope that you have had opportunity to laugh today and you made me a promise that if you'd laugh more than two times, you were going to get in touch. So what you need to know is at UK on mute. 
get in touch with us and let us hear let us hear what you laughed about you might even want to share one or two of your own stories well we are looking forward to being with you again make sure to join us and if you had fun recommend us to somebody else one of your friends until next time bye 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 Join us in our next episode where we will be considering raising children with dual culture. Of course, you know where you can find us. Don't forget to like, comment and subscribe. And until next time, we'll see you then. Thanks for listening to UK On Mute Podcast. We hope you enjoyed that episode and you had a few laughs. If you have anything you'd like to contribute to the Culture Shock conversation, please find us across all social media platforms at UK On Mute, primarily Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. In the meantime, see you next episode and keep on raising the volume.